BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Corey and Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And today we have part three of Talkin' Tacos. Pretty excited about this one because part one and part two have been ridiculously popular podcasts, Corey. Did you know that? I did. I track all the numbers, Julie. Yes, yes, I know you do. So uh, kind of a rhetorical question, but also I like for you to be able to let the audience know the role you play at SB Pace and BizQuick Podcast. So you're not just a pretty voice behind a mic. No, I'm I'm everything. Yes, you do it all. When it comes to this podcast, yes. Well, hey, I feel like I'm a pretty strong contributor here. Okay, everything outside of the actual podcast. Okay. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that, but we're just going to move on. podcast related that's not recording the podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. So today on Talkin' Tacos Part 3, we are going to talk about employee development and team building. So two really important areas that um, I think probably, what do you, what do you, how do you think most restaurants typically handle team building and employee development? What's their like typical, what would be a common strategy in a restaurant for these areas? I mean, if you're talking about uh, mom and pops, which is what we are, even though we, we are a, a franchise, but we aren't, you know, the, the outbacks of the world. Um, the, uh, there isn't much when it comes to employee development or team building. There may be some training programs when it comes to the actual jobs within the restaurant. And there might be, um, there might be some like team building activities that they do. There's always, um, you know, it's common to have outings, I guess, like just Mm -hmm. to get people into a different environment but together so they're not working they can do things um outside of the restaurant but the really tough thing with that generally is restaurants are open seven days a week usually for lunch and dinner so being able to get everybody together means you have to close the restaurant which nobody wants to do nobody wants to do because that means you're not making money yep yeah so you kind of have to have multiple team building activities i i've seen it done that you know done in a couple ways like that where you just you split it up and you split the the group in half but then again that kind of sucks and um i I don't know but but there's ways around it i mean one of the ways that we got to do uh with the night night crew when i was working at cabo actually um we got to do a little bonding um we convinced uh Gary to come in and actually bartend and manage one slow night. And we had one of the new door guys who nobody really knew working with him so that everybody who was generally stuck working at night, like we never had a chance to go out together, just the group of us. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was really cool. So Gary came in and, and worked one night so that we could all go out. And then we made his night a living hell when we came back to the restaurant all hammered. <laughs> <laughs> I am sure that Gary appreciated that very much. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, good team building. I've never, ever 
been on a team and regretted team building activities because they're extremely important for having a well-constructed team. So, you know, high-functioning, high-performing, you want to do those team-building activities. Yes, and if there's any weird noises in the background right now, there's a thunderstorm going through, and we are not in a soundproof booth. We are not in a soundproof booth, and there's a big thunderstorm rolling through. It's not anyone's stomach growling. It is actually a storm. So, um, all right, so, you know, when you think about, um, so you're going to be doing things a little bit different than, most restaurants do and we're going to get into that um deeper when matt joins us on the back half of this podcast to talk about um the the strategy that cabo is going to use and we spent um you and i and and matt spent um a couple of hours going over team building and employee development ideas and strategies that we could do as part of sb pace helping cabo launch this restaurant and we have a list, an extensive list of things that that can happen um, for both the team building and the employee development. Um, with given the um, current, you know, the situation where it's really hard to find employees right now, it's hard to find help, right? Um, and I know you're when you first open, you probably won't have that issue because you're going to be the hot new thing in town, and so you're going to get a lot of, you know, you'll get a lot of people wanting to apply and work there, and you're doing a lot of culture-based things. So you're going to build this really amazing culture inside of Cabo that is going to leave people wanting to stay there. But how important is the team building and the employee development to your long-term strategy at Cabo for, for having um, a good rotation of employees? The it's, uh, I mean, it's critical. So for us, we, we don't want just one, you know, we want to build a, a, a small restaurant empire. And the only way you can do that is with people. And so for us, like, that's one thing that I'm, uh, I think is going to be a differentiator is that we are starting off with growth in mind Mm -hmm. and, and that we're, that's the direction that we're going to go. So people who have been brave enough to stick around in the restaurant industry, um, and want to, you know, continue to make it their career, there'll, there'll be opportunities for that. But we've also, um, without getting into the details too much, because we can save that for when Matt comes on, but um, we've talked about doing other things to help people grow like and develop their own uh, professional life. You know, mm-hmm. so, like, for, for instance, I mean, a lot of people who are in restaurants are doing it temporarily. That isn't their career. They're doing it because they're... Um, they're in between jobs or they're looking, you know, they're, they're young and they're looking to start a career. And so one of the things that we are going to offer is, um, like a resume building course. So people can come in and they can build their resume and, and learn, you know, things like that so that people, uh, cause we, we know that not everybody's going to stick with us forever. And so we want to be able to give them as many tools and skills that, um, we can so that they can go get a better job somewhere else. Not that it, not that Cabo is not a great job. But. Right, right. But, you know, to be able to advance or go into, you know, other industries, right? So I think that's that's really important. And that says a lot about um, the caliber of um, ownership. So you and Matt, but it also says a lot about um, how you're going to, the types of talent that you're going to attract when people start to learn that you do that, that those are things that you offer. So we'll, we'll start, we'll go through some of the specific ideas that we've come up with. Um, when when Matt joins us, I want to ask you: Do you think that 
some of these strategies that we are going to build out here or that we have been building out and you're going to use for, you know, Cabo Richmond, do you, do you think that they could benefit the larger franchise in total and, and maybe backfill into some of the stuff that, that the rest of the um, restaurants are doing? The rest of the Cabo restaurants? Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. So, I mean, we're definitely going to be working with corporate, um, you know, with the original Cabos and, and um, Charlotte and Blacksburg. Um, and, and, you know, anything that we do to improve the, the way the company runs, they'll potentially adopt and vice versa. So mm-hmm. that's, it's, you know, there's that trade-off there that, and, and the nice thing that I like about this setup is that it, there are, there are many things that we have to do because it's an existing brand, but there's a lot of stuff that's just up for, uh, you know, up for debate, let's say, because mm-hmm. it, it, we want to grow. And in order to do that, you have to change. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think it's a, it's a perfect blend. Although I, I do, I'm not going to lie. I cringe a little bit every time you say corporate, I'm like, Ooh, yeah, well, it's dirty, it is. <laughs> but that's okay. Because, you know, we, we understand that, that this is a part of, uh, you know, the future. So, Mm -hmm. all right. Um, I say that we take a quick break and, uh, let's come back and talk with Matt about team building and employee development. Sounds good. Hey everyone. If you're like most entrepreneurs out there, time is not something you ever seem to have enough of. We get it. There are a million things that need your attention, both in business and in your personal life. That's why we created time bomb. This is a self-paced course designed to help you determine what your time is worth and where you should be spending those precious hours every day. Right now, we have an option to buy the bundle, which also includes products designed to help you become more efficient with your time. It's a $70 deal you're getting for only an additional $30. Head on over to sbpace.com to learn more. Time Bomb. Take control of your calendar. Gain control of your life. All right. Welcome back to the show. We've got Matt Karfakis with us now. Hey, Matt, thanks for coming back for part three of Talking Tacos. Hey, guys, how are you? We are amazing today. We have been talking about team building and employee development and some of the um, strategies that we have been, you know, talking about and building out since we've been working together. And that's kind of, I think, where we're going to continue down that path for today. Sounds great. All right. So... Um, Matt, I'd already asked Corey this before you joined, but I am curious um, for your take on what would be a very typical team building or employee development strategy in most restaurants that you are familiar with? I honestly don't know. Um, I don't think there's really a set, in my experience, there really hasn't been a set uh activities or any any team building like that it sort of just happens um a lot of what i've experienced is going out after work i mean that was that that was basically the life cycle of me as a chef i'd go work i'd go out with everybody i worked with after we were done um and that's where a lot of the team building took place and that's not I don't feel like that's something that we're going to be going for, that type type of team building. Yeah, um, that happens naturally. Just people, they get off of work and they're like, hey, I'm going to the bar. You want to come? Um, but yeah, the, the probably the most organized thing I've ever seen is the people who get to the uh, like the kickball leagues going. 
You know, they're like, oh, we're going to pull sure. together a, the the back of the house and we're going to have a kickball team. Sure. But those are very few and far between. Yeah. Um, stuff like that is something I feel like that we should be doing. Yeah, definitely. So, but again, and like, but I was saying like in those instances, that was almost, that would always kind of naturally occur where somebody in the back was like, Hey, we should start a kickball team. And there you go. It's not, yeah. that's not like the restaurant was trying to help develop or, or build the team that way. It's just something that kind of naturally occurs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's also not a lot of time in uh, the day when you have a restaurant open to actively do team building because you typically don't close your restaurant for things that in the corporate world you would almost take off a day of work to do. Um, yeah. I would love to explore uh, ways around that for the restaurant business. Yeah, it's it's tough because, I mean, it, it – it, there's going to be, it's, we're going to be hard pressed to say that we want to close the restaurant for any period of time when we can be making money. Now there's certain days of the year, certain holidays, like my favorite argument with every person who I've ever worked for is 4th of July. And people are like, Oh, get ready. 4th of July is coming. You know, people have the day off and I'm like, yeah, what are you going to be doing boss? Oh, I'm going to the lake. Cool. That's where everybody else is going. They're not coming here. <laughs> so right. Close the right. restaurant. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so let's let's kind of let's talk through some of the um, ideas that we came up with, or some of the strategies that you guys are um, thinking that you're most likely to um, employ as part of your, you know, team building and or employee development. Because some of the ideas that we came up with could work for both, right? So um, let's kind of roll through some of the like your top two or three that that each of you really like and kind of talk, toss them out there and, and talk about them and let the audience know, let our listeners know what you guys are thinking. So, um, Corey, you want to go first? Yeah, I like the, um, I like any time that we can get people to team up inside the restaurant. So we were talking about, um, there's always a divide between front of the house and back of the house. Uh, and so getting some sort of competition going and we haven't figured out any details, but where some, you know, somebody in the front gets teamed up with somebody in the back and there's some sort of competition that um, it, it, it helps promote that, that divide or, or reduce the divide between the two, the two sides of the business. Um, and you could even do the same thing with day side, day side and night side. Cause you get a lot of differences um, a, a lot of employees who work only days and, you know, only nights. So sure. Um, before we like, before I, um, toss it over to Matt and, you know, ask, ask him for some input. I, I do. I think it's important because I don't think that everybody who listens to us is familiar with the in, inner workings of a restaurant. Right. So Corey, when you say front of the house and the back of the house, can you just clarify really quick what that means? So you have the kitchen, basically. And is the back of the house. Is the back of the house. And then um, the wait staff, the bartenders, everybody else is the front of the house. Got it. Okay. And are they usually pretty equal in numbers? Uh, no. There's generally way more front of the house employees because you've, you've just got like a, an army of servers and, and hosts and, and all of that. Whereas the kitchen uh, generally has more... Um, I'm not going to say full-time, but full-time. And they like they just... They, they, you know, they, one person can make a, a table of four fairly easy by themselves. Whereas like, you know, you've now got one person up front who has to deal with four tables. So you have to have more people up front. Uh, yeah. So, okay. 
But Got overall, it. the answer is that's the answer. Thank you. All right. Okay, Matt. So um, what's one of the ideas or strategies that we came up with that you are really excited about? Uh, the wine education and tequila education class. Oh, those do sound fun. So those kind of fall into both team building and employee development, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're fun, but they also help educate the employees and give them an opportunity possibly for advancement inside of the company or. I mean, not really. It's just, um, it'll help them, especially the, the servers, just knowing more, being more knowledgeable about the, the different, uh, everything that we offer, um, yeah, I, I for the back of the house, it seems more like it's a more of a perk than anything, really. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt. Why? Why is that one one of the ones that you really like? I mean, not only are we furthering someone else's knowledge, uh, regardless of what their end goal is, but I mean, it's also it's also a fun thing. One of my favorite classes in culinary school is wine class. Oh. Okay. Cool. I also think it really um, ends up paying you a dividend in terms of your customers getting better service, right? Because your sure. servers are going to be more educated. They're going to be able to do, you know, make better recommendations and tell them exactly, you know, specific things about tequila and whatnot. So it's a good, it's a good benefit for the customers to receive, to have, to have a server who really understands the wine and the tequila selection inside the restaurant. Yep. Love it. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So everybody wins on that one. Um, Corey, give me another one. Um, sticking with the team, uh, teaming things up, the partnerships with other businesses. So there's, there's different ways that, um, we could partner with other businesses to offer like trade services, so to speak. Um, it's kind of hard to do with, if a place offers a service and they're, we're trying to trade with a restaurant cause there's pretty much the only thing that we can offer is free food. And that's not, I mean, that's not that exciting, but we were, you know, we've come up with a couple of different ideas that, um, you know, we'd have to, to work through, but where we can offer something and, you know, get something in return. So our employees can go there and get something and their staff can come to our place and, you know, get something in, you know, in return. So that's, you know, a good way to build, build the team and, and maybe get them interested or involved in something that they might not have had any, you know, interest in doing before. Can you give an example of something you're thinking of, or would you prefer to keep play that a little bit close? Well, I don't, it's not that I want to play close. Close. It's just that I haven't really talked about it to me. But if you have like, you know, let's say a gym, a yoga studio, something like that, where we could like get a free class or something like that, so they're they're getting uh, the health benefit of of whatever it is, um, and then you know we could teach them, you know, we could invite them and do like the the wine and tequila tastings and things like that. So. Um, you know, different things like that. But again, we need to, you have to find that partner and you have to find that person who's willing to give up something because it, and they have to see eye to eye with you because they're giving up time. They're giving up money. They're, you know, mm-hmm. for this. So, yeah. I like that. That's a nice perk for the employees. Matt, what do you think about that one? I think uh, Corey just hit it right on the head there. I completely agree with absolutely everything he just said. Yeah. You know why else I really like that one? Because chances are good that you're going to be um, partnering up with another small business. And so you are promoting that small business and helping them to get more business. Because the reality is 
that there's a strong likelihood if let's say that you do go with like partner with a yoga studio or something, um, your some of your employees may end up getting memberships there after going and, and taking advantage of the discount or whatever. And so they're getting their that yoga studio is benefiting even more. So you're promoting small businesses in a different way. Exactly. And and the thing that I like about that, you know, because we were talking on the front end of the different things that we could do for employee development. We didn't get too much into it. We were talking about helping uh, people write resumes or whatever. And, and for anybody who's ever managed or owned a restaurant who might be listening to this, they're probably thinking to themselves, oh, these guys are idiots. They clearly don't know what they're doing because they're not going to have time to do shit. And we're not <laughs> going to have time to do shit. And a lot of this stuff that we're doing um, – we either need to set up now or find out, you know, find ways to do it. So it's not something that's taxing on our time because mm-hmm. we're going to be, you know, just as busy as everybody else in the restaurant. And, and what we need to do is, is figure out a way that it's not going to be, you know, we might not have, we're definitely not going to have everything set up when we first open. Like it's going to be stuff that gets added as we go. Mm-hmm. So, sure. you know, sure. so yes, but partnerships are a really good way to get that done too. Right. Well, but yeah, from like the, from that, team building aspect yes because it's a, a conversation with another small business owner you know it, t- it take an hour you know right yeah exactly okay matt um give us another one that you are really excited about oh uh, well team building i think uh, family meals are a big thing uh you know eating with somebody is always always starts a relationship um always builds it and furthers it for the most part and having family meal and a lot of the restaurants I used to work in, in like New York city, um, fine dining. Yeah. Everyone sits down, and has a meal front and front of the house, back of the house, um, typically before service. And I would like to start, I would like to offer that, uh, when we open as well. And I think Corey and I have talked about this in length that it would be something great to start, especially right off the bat. Yeah, and it's one of those things where we we've we've debated over you know about it a little bit because there's still there's certain there's people are going to feel slighted, they're going to feel left out, and we have to figure out a way to make it basically open to everybody because you know you can't really sit down and have a meal before service uh, in the middle of the day because we're still going to be open serving customers. So it's not like we can shut down for an hour, let everybody eat. And then, you know, like I've never understood those restaurants that close for like an hour and a half and then reopen. Like you're, you're already here. Just, just keep the doors open. Right. Um, yeah. But we, we talked about doing um, like, like employee brunches on the weekends or, you know, having those, those meals at the end of the night, that type of stuff where, where it's not going to interrupt our, our business operations, but mm-hmm. we're still, because, and again, it's one of those things. It's like, I mean, we're a restaurant. Why shouldn't we be? I mean, do you, do you think a dentist charges their hygienists whenever they need dental work? I, I, so they, I, no. No? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I maybe something. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, and there's going to be those things that are, that are built in for, you know, like employee shift meals. They'll get, you know, 50% off or whatever it is. I can't even remember what, what it is. But, I mean, there, there's those discounts that are already built into being an employee. Mm-hmm. But... But that's on their own time type of thing. Like, I'm going to bring my family in for dinner, get a discount. This is more designed for the people who are working that shift or if, you know, whatever. Again, okay. we still have to de- work out the details, but it's yeah. something that we want sure. to do. Are the family meals fairly common in restaurants or is this something that's unique to? I I would I saw it more in New York and then just in general um, fine dining restaurants. 
some of them aren't open during the afternoon and how they typically fix that is just an overlapping in the shifts to give somebody 30 minutes to eat with um, other people they're working with but typically most of them aren't even open for lunch or are closed in between lunch and dinner okay okay yeah I, so i'm gonna i want to give one of the ones that i'm really i'm excited about and mostly because it you know involves sb pace but um we have um decided that we you know will give our um so sb pace has some courses right we have like you know five courses three of them are paid courses and two of them are are free um but we've decided that um the um cabo employees can have access to our our courses um to help um you know get some um, continuing education and in the event that you know they're interested in well one you know we've got some courses and they're not necessarily all about being an entrepreneur like a time management course and whatnot so it's kind of nice to be able to participate a little bit in that and help you know grow and develop the employees and give them a, a perk that most other people um, wouldn't have access to. Agree. Okay. <laughs> well, that was like, I, I was, I'm really, I appreciate the, the agreement there, Corey. No, no problem. <laughs> I'm carrying this team today, Julie. <laughs> uh, you really are. You're really carrying it. Um, so really the, the team building and that employee development, that plays very well into the culture that you guys are trying to build, right? Where um, it's very important to you to have this family-like environment and where people want to come in to work. And it's, I think maybe from listening to you guys talk about restaurants in general, that that's, it's a common atmosphere where people really enjoy being there, but maybe it's not a place they typically would stay for an extended period of time for employment. But you're hoping through these you know very deliberate um these very deliberate you know part pieces of the culture that you'll get employees um you'll, your employee retention will be longer yeah it, it'll be longer and, and i mean turnover is a it's such a big part of the restaurant industry even restaurants who are good at it because people i mean they, they job hop or like we talked talked about many times it's it's temporary they're they're filling a gap they're they need some supplemental income or whatever it is they're um they lose the, they they lose their current job and they just need something to do until they can find their next job um and so that's that's just a part of what we do but um one of the things that um we we were actually talking today with uh, Campfire and Company um, about you're, you're gonna have to tell people who, yes, what Campfire I'm, is. I'm getting there. Okay. Right. Um, but we were talking to them about design because that's what we hired them to do, and they do design work, and they're great at it. But anyway, um, one of the owners is she's a she used she and I used to work together in Blacksburg at the Blacksburg Cabo, and she was even talking today how. There was just something about the atmosphere there that was much more appealing than any other place that she'd ever worked before. So there was just like an atmosphere of of that, like, I, don't, I can't remember what she said exactly, but it's just, it was more inviting to employees. Like you, you, you almost, you enjoyed going to work because you knew it was going to, it wasn't just going to be like a, a crappy waiting she, job. She basically said that. She had worked in other restaurants before Cabo, and it was pretty much everybody out for themselves in the front of the house. And then she came to Cabo in Blacksburg and worked for Corey. And uh, she said it was like everybody was 
on a team. So there was team building there at some point. However, it happened naturally or planned. Uh, but that was very pleasant to hear her say that. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice to hear. And and, and that's one of those things that like I, I feel like, uh, you know, as a part of the um, the brand or, or whatever it is. But, the, you know, there's a lot of those people who um, – who I worked with and you know, they like the, the, especially in a college town, I mean the average lifespan of a server is a year and a half basically because you can't hire them before they're 21. I mean, you can, but we never really hired them before they were 21 and then they were going to graduate within the next year. Um, but it was always nice to see them. I mean, they would always come back and always want to say hello and see who's still working there and, and all of that. So that was always nice to see. And, and I, I think that, um, is a, a good indication that your, your culture, your environment's not awful. Yeah, I would say I would, I would agree with that, that that's a, that's a, that's a nice testimonial to the, the culture of the business. Right. So, you know, the, the key, I think, um, getting, getting the, the right people in the door initially and hired, right. Which, you know, you, again, you've got the benefit of you're new and exciting in town. So people are going to want to come and work there. And you're probably, um, and I, I hope this isn't a um, overstatement, but you'll have, um, you probably have some choices in terms of who you are hiring initially, right? You'll be able to, you know, have have at least enough applicants to be able to pick and choose for people that fit fit nicely into the culture. As you and then as you're building out the team, um, maybe it's it's possible you'll be able to promote from within for some of the the um, higher level opportunities that exist as you're starting to grow the business. So you've got some loyalty built in there, which is always nice. Um, and then you can continue to build and develop the team with these team building and, and the employee development activities. And you're, to some degree, you'll, be, you'll also have a career path inside of Cabo too for employees. Yeah, definitely. And, and to be clear, there were definitely some people who hated working at Cabo. So <laughs> I, that's the first time I've ever heard you say that. It wasn't some kumbaya <laughs> drum circle, everybody high-fiving each other left and right. But I, I, This is new information to yeah. me, folks. This Every time we talk about Cabo, it's like it's the best place on earth. It's like Disneyland it, of restaurants. It's through the, my rose-colored guys. <laughs> <You> know, my <laughs> I know. I did want to point out earlier when you were, you know, when Matt said that, you know, um, you know, crediting crediting Corey with the team building right and you know people wanting to come in and work because it was just felt like they were on a team and i thought why can't he do that for sbps (laughs) 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 there's no team here i know just kidding absolutely just kidding all right well um listen every time we do these we ask three questions so i'm gonna run through them and uh, matt i'm gonna start with you so if we can think specifically about um team building and um, employee development on this one, um, although you're free to, you know, think however you want. But first question is, what's the one thing you'll do better than anyone else in the area? Uh, arm our staff with knowledge of what they will be doing in the restaurant and what they will be selling. Nice. Corey, what what say you? I mean, I, I want to say that we're going to do better at just personal development in general like just acknowledging the fact that this is not the like their final job this is final destination yeah this is possibly not the career for like the rest of their life okay 
Um, I think it would be really cool if you ended up um, building an army of people who wanted to open up the next Cabo because they end up loving Cabo so much. Whatever Gary did to you, if you could, you know, instill that in other people, that'd be amazing. He left me alone most of the time. That, that worked out. <laughs> that well. does seem to be the <laughs> that does seem to be the right move with you. All right, uh, question number two, Cora, I'm gonna throw it to you first. What makes you nervous about opening the restaurant? Finding the right team. Mm. And I think it still comes down to that. We're we're about to start build out, and um, and it's gonna we're gonna be open, you know, in a blink of an eye, and and we're still kind of reeling from the effects of the labor issues, and especially in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt, how about you? Exact same thing. I'm extremely worried about the labor market and what we are coming into. Okay. And final question, Matt, why will Cabo be a success? Because of all these steps we've been taking. We just build upon it every single week, and it's building a solid foundation for what we're aiming for. Nice. That is exactly what SB Pace aims to do, build solid foundations. Corey, why is Cabo going to be a success? Um, well, I think it, it, along those same lines, um, the uh, just – Quick story again, when we were having that discussion with Campfire today, um, we were going through like did, what our brand was going to be like. And we were they were asking us a bunch of questions because they're going to build out uh, the, the interior in a way that that, you know, not only matches the Cabo requirements, but it matches the personality of Matt and myself and Richmond and all of that. And, um, you know, Matt pointed out when we were going through the brand archetypes, which I'm not going to get into. You can look that up. Um he he pointed he, that out that was his preemptively striking me from yes. answer asking the question. <laughs> yes, um, but Matt pointed out on one of them he was like, "We need we should probably pick that one because that that's those are our core values." And I was like, "Oh, look at that! The work that we're doing is is already paying off, and that you know, and hopefully the design of the building is going to match the brand, the culture, you know, every all the work that we've been doing." Excellent. All right. Well, I love hearing that. All right. We need to wrap up. So um, I'm just going to say it for Matt and for Corey that um, you can um, learn more about Cabo and catch up with what they're doing on um, social media Instagram. I believe it's Cabo.Richmond. Cabo.Richmond. And Matt's been putting up some really good content up there. So um, follow them and um, make sure you engage with them on social. So, and uh, thanks, Matt, for joining us again. As always, we really appreciate your insight and inputs. Thank you. Oh, that's my line. Yeah, I started your line. <laughs> yeah, but that's I know. because I thought it would be awkward for you to do that part. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm okay, thoughtful. Okay, anyway. Uh, thanks to our listeners, and everything um, that you'll need to know about us is going to be in the show notes. And if anybody out there wants to work with us, reach out. Yeah, and when he says work with us, he really means SP Pace, right? Correct. Yes, and you can reach out on our website. Um, go ahead and um, just hit the um, contact us and schedule a call or fill out the form. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, though we're I think we're quitting Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and we are on TikTok. Correct. Oh, yeah, that, nope, that's, that's all I got. Yeah. Next line is yours. Well, no, all the information that you 
Oh, everything you want to know about us is on SPPace.com. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to download and rate the podcast, like us, give us a review, and reach out to us about any topics that you might want us to cover. Yeah. Also, we wrote a book. We talk about it all the time. It's called Seriously Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. And we decided earlier this week that Matt has to read the book and we're going to quiz him on it. So congratulations, Matt. The (laughs) (laughs) The book comes with a digital download workbook that gives you tons of exercises and some fun dad jokes are built into it. It's a number one bestseller on Amazon. And if you already have the book, head on over to Amazon and rate and review it because we love feedback. That's it for today. I'm Corey. I'm Julie. And this was BizQuick Talking Tacos.